Hey, this is Evan Marcatz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love, welcoming you back to the Love You podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about dating relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. And today we are talking about what it means to be cool. Um, it seems like a strange topic, um, but I like strange topics. I kind of like going down the rabbit hole and uh, exploring things that I don't think have been explored in depth that well um, and can't be explored in uh, the space of a, a thousand word blog post. Um, uh, before we get into it, I just want to remind you that I'm currently, uh, for a limited time only, offering a free trial in my Love You coaching program. It is two weeks of free content about why you should bother in dating, getting your confidence back, leaving the past in the past, uh, about a half hour of video a week for two straight weeks for you, uh, and I trust it'll change the trajectory of your entire existence. www.evanmarquettes.com forward slash free dash trial. Check it out. Um, of course, when you don't know where to begin a podcast, you go with the definition. So here's the definition of cool. Fashionably attractive or impressive, at a fairly low temperature, calmness and composure. So. The word itself, right, again, is, is awkward to call something cool. It almost seems very high school, like the word popular or something. Um, but the reason I'm exploring this is because I'm in the business of giving dating and relationship advice. And whether or not most adults commonly use the word cool or not, there's something to the idea of being cool, right, whether we acknowledge it or, or, or not. Like there's, we gravitate towards things. We're like, oh, I want to... I like that guy, or I think she's cool, and I want to. We, there, there's a gravitational pull to something that is that we deem cool, and so I'm not positive if it's the same for men or women, but to me it's just something that we're going to explore together. I would, you know, certainly love to hear your comments uh, in, you know, on on the page below. But to me, the greatest takeaway is that by the time we're done here today, you will have an interesting look at what would seem to be a benign <laughs> and anachronistic concept which is surprisingly, surprisingly relevant to your day-to-day -day life, right? Just the idea of being cool and what you project to others and how uh, other people see you. So let's start at the beginning. Right? What, is, what is cool in junior high school? Um, high school, uh, it, it's, I think a lot of our, our identities are formed back then. I, the first time I talked to my clients, I always interviewed them about what they were like in high school. And I think sometimes our, our identities almost get fixed then. Yes, they're prone to change, but sometimes how you see yourself um, is fixed then. I talked to a woman yesterday who uh, you know, was considered sort of the queen of the dorks in high school. And she was in drama club and all these, all these sort of things. And she wasn't popular. She wished she was more popular, but she, was, she did very well in her own little social circle of what she called weirdos. Um, and I've got no doubt she carries that with her wherever she goes. So uh, I, I can identify with her in a way. I wasn't the king of anything in high school. Uh, but as a guy who wasn't considered cool, uh, I think it almost gives you an outsider's view on what is cool. What I figured out, to my chagrin, was what made people cool back in high school was that they didn't care. It's interesting. They just didn't care. They were the ones who didn't study for tests. They were the ones who effortlessly floated through the halls with a smile on their faces. They were the ones who did the bullying but were rarely bullied. They were the ones who cut classes, smoked in the parking lot, and threw parties at their parents' houses when they were away. In short, cool kids didn't think much about anything 
except for the short-term consequences and pleasure. Um, I was not cool. Um, and when you're in school, caring is not cool. Being intense is not cool. Now, sometimes you're given a label. I know I couldn't bust out of my label in high school. Um, but when I went elsewhere, and I, and I think some other people who didn't identify as cool could, could, uh, could vouch for me on this, when I was in other places, I, went, I would go on vacation with my family or when I went to, uh, to, to college, none of that baggage came with me. Right? So to some degree, cool is also a matter of context and self-definition. Right? Just because you're, you're perceived by one crowd in one place, you can completely reinvent yourself when you go to another place. Um, but there's one truth that I think we could establish. Um, being cool is correlated with being attractive and composed. Right? I always think of Obama. I'm an Obama guy. But being like attractive and composed is cool. Um, when, and it, we'll just throw out examples of things that, that are not considered cool, and there's really no reason they shouldn't be, right? Because there's nothing inherently wrong with it. But it's tied to the concept of publicly caring or being needy or looking bad because you care. Running to catch a bus isn't cool. Studying really hard instead of winging it isn't cool. Writing a love poem to your crush isn't cool. Admitting you're disappointed that you didn't get the promotion isn't cool. Being uptight and judgmental of those who have more fun than you do isn't cool. And I'm using myself as an example of someone who is uptight and judgmental. In fact, tangent. I went to my high school reunion, my 20th high school reunion, uh, a few years back. And uh, I'm, I'm happy with where I've landed in, in life. Um, and part of me was, was hoping I'd get some sort of moral superiority. I'd come back and all the cool kids from high school would be all busted up and broken down and sad and fat and bald and something like that. Um, sure enough, that's not what happened at all. All the cool kids turned out absolutely fine. They were just as successful. They had, they had beautiful wives and lovely families. And uh, I was so resentful that these guys completely blew off high school and landed in the exact same place as I was. And it made me think, huh, maybe I could have had a little bit more fun when I was studying really hard. Maybe there's some value to it. And it makes sense in social science because one of the greatest predictors of whether you're going to be a success in life and in love is social skills. How do people respond to you? How do they, how do they like you? It's not just about intellect, that's for sure. And sometimes people can climb to the top by just being good people people, good schmoozers, charismatic, good talkers. So I couldn't say what's going on in their internal lives, but I do remember being very, very disappointed that that uh, all the people who uh, were cool and didn't care about anything in high school ended up turning out just fine. <laughs> so how does this identity change when you're an adult? Um, I think it depends on how old you are to some degree. When you're in your 20s uh, and you're single, it is almost like an extension of, of high school. Uh, where you live is considered important. What you wear is important. Uh, the places that you hang out and socialize are important. And we could say that this is uh, silly or shallow, but imagine you met a guy who lives with his parents, wears sweatpants on a date, and asks you if you would like to go to the Olive Garden um, on your third date. Can we agree that no matter what a great guy he is, I don't think we could make the argument that he's cool. 
the sweatpant guy who lives at home and takes his first dates to the Olive Garden. Right. Certainly not in his 20s anyway. So that brings me to the interesting part about cool not equating with caring, right? How they, 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 they run in opposite directions. I think that, that flips over. I think that was true for a time. Um, but there is, because there is something attractive about a guy who doesn't care too much, right? Um, that's where we get the idea of being cool as an adult, right? It's, it's, it's having the confidence to really truly not care what other people think. So there's this, this tension between caring and not caring that I, I kind of want to explore. Um, now, nobody really doesn't care what people think, right? I mean, you could have all the confidence in the world. Um, you know, everybody wants to be liked and respected. Nobody wants to be mocked privately or publicly. Um, and so we're all somewhat susceptible to worrying about how things look to others. But some people are more susceptible to that. And they're the ones who follow the crowd instead of lead the crowd. They are the ones who play life on a small scale because of the fear of being rejected and laughed at is simply too great to put themselves out. And so those people, in a strange way, if you look at it, are cool in another way. Right? It's not just the popular kids from high school. <clears throat> people who embrace their inner weirdness right, are cool. Uh, not just overplaying it for effect. I mean, just because you dressed goth in high school doesn't mean you were, you were cool. Um, it's, it's, it's more of a, a way of being really, really comfortable in your own skin. Right? It's not dressing with style. It's not being in a rock band. Being on a cu cutting edge of culture, may, you may think, makes you look cool. Uh, it often makes you look like you're trying too hard. So as we grow, cool is a way of being inwardly that expresses outwardly as confidence and comfort in your own skin. Right? So it's, it's, a, it's a state of mind. Um, and that's why I always refer to my wife as cool. Um, she's probably the least edgy person around. I mean, I, I've joked that my wife is, is round. That's how few edges she has. She's round. <laughs> she's just um, really, uh, there, there's, there, there's few people like her in how, how few edges she has. She shops at Target and Kohl's. She doesn't buy real diamond jewelry. She doesn't hang around women based on whether they're attractive or rich, but ra rather whether they're nice and fun and have a sense of humor and like to drink wine. So my wife, because she's so down to earth and comfortable in her skin, really silly, makes me cooler than I normally am. But I'm never going to be like her. I'm never going to be as cool as my wife because I care too much. I'm too intense. I have too many opinions. I have too many judgments. But when you're around someone like that, it brings out the best in you, right? And it allows me to feel more grounded. My, my, my closest friends notice. They're like, Evan, you're really better around your wife. And, and it's true. We are, we are the company we keep. And she does make me a better person just because she's more laid back and grounded and so secure in herself. I remember we were watching uh, the TV show Girls on HBO and she's, she goes, I don't know anybody like this. I said, oh my God, this is, this is what it was like for me being you know, in my 20s and being in New York. She goes, I, I've never met anybody. Why are these girls so mean to each other? She lives in that world where everybody's just really, really nice. And when you, when you are that person, when you come from that, that place of purity, you sort of attract more of that kind of behavior. People are really good to my wife because my wife is really good to people. So. Being with her helps me be more me. 
And it means I could say whatever I want in this podcast without really worrying about being judged by the public. It means I could host a karaoke party at my house and turn it into a rager, um, even though everybody's embarrassed about singing and I'm embarrassed about singing, but I'm gonna sing my heart out because I know I'm gonna choose a good song that everybody's gonna sing over me. Uh, it means I can meet strangers anywhere and make conversation and always find something in common to discuss because why not? Why should we just look at our phones and be in our bubbles? Um, I'm more comfortable in my skin because I'm with someone who's really comfortable in her skin. So being cool, therefore, is not about being aloof and above it all when you're an adult. That's being detached. It's about being connected, being yourself, and being even more real and more vulnerable. I think that's something that people redefine cool as they get older, certainly on the far side of 40, anybody who's trying to act cool is not really cool. So in the second half of this podcast, I'm gonna talk more about the differences between men and women when it comes to being cool. And yes, believe it or not, there are differences that you're gonna to wanna to hear about. My name is Evan Marcass, this is Love You Podcast. We will be right back. Hey, this is Evan Marquette, dating coach for Smart, Strong, Successful Women, your personal trainer for love. Welcome you back to the second half of the Love You podcast, where you're going to learn everything there is to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men. Today we're talking about what it means to be cool. Um, and uh, I'm, I might be the perfect, perfect person to talk about this because I'm not particularly cool, so I could have an outsider's view. Um, and maybe it's all self-justification. Maybe I'm sort of trying to talk myself into it. Um, for men, there's what it looks like to others, and then there's what's, what really counts. And so I, I lead this life in suburbia with a bunch of guys who've got money and families. And I was at a barbecue, and the guys were talking about scotch and cigars and fast cars and golf and real estate investing. And they certainly think that they're cool. <laughs> um, and I remember saying to them, um, I'm not interested in any of those things. And they said, really? Don't you have any hobbies? I said, no. Reading, I guess. I, I, I try to keep well informed, but you know, my family is my, my hobby. Um, and so that's, to me, and again, maybe it's self-justifying, it's cool to be passionate about your wife and kids, right? It's cool to be into saving the environment or hosting parties that bring different sort of people together, right? Or talking about your feelings. Like to me, that's really cool. Scotch and golf and cigars and all these, these uh, signatories, these, these, these ideas that, uh, that the external thing that validates that you've been successful in life, uh, having a $20,000 watch, I, I don't see how that makes anybody cool. It just makes one rich, but it even, doesn't even make you interesting because it's not coming from within. It's, it's, all, it's all possessions. Um, our, I think there's a difference between men and women. Um, I don't think that other men necessarily think I'm cool uh, because of those things, um, but I don't care. Uh, women have a different, there's a different spin um, because I think more women respond to men like the guy, guys I was describing. There was a study I posted on my blog once upon a time that said, Women on dates prefer, actually prefer, aloof and indifferent men. Right? Sort of the more mysterious, the better. Um, 
what they definitely don't like is the guy who's too enthusiastic, the guy who's the puppy dog. Oh my God, you're so gorgeous, you're so great. Like that'll, that'll drive him away, like there's no tomorrow. So if she's a little unsure about where he stands on her, right? And that's why guys, you know, can theoretically play games. If he doesn't text for a few days, it makes her, makes her feel a little anxious and needy and want him more. Oh my God, thank God he texted. So if one were to play games, being aloof is a great way to do it. Um, and that may be normal, but it's not healthy. Right? If a guy is leaving you guessing and making you feel more attracted to him, you, you end up with a really unhealthy dating pool. Right? I'm only attracted to guys who are inconsistent and indifferent towards me. Right? And every guy who's really consistent and kind and into me, it's too easy and boring and I dismiss him. So you have this dating pool that consists of guys who aren't really good partners for you. So I think women, you might have to retrain yourself to see evolved masculinity, right? When a guy isn't simply caught up in himself and his business and his cars and his toys and actually start to see it as cool when a guy wants to listen to your story and wants to talk about a future and wants to put his cards out on the table. Like that is cool because he's in touch. And that's hard, right? Because it doesn't always come naturally. We're probably fighting some sort of biology and we're societally conditioned to expect that being cool means not caring. I'm, and societally isn't even right. It's, it's, it's beyond that. It's biological. My, my daughter had, had a friend in, in class who she called her best friend who was essentially like hot and cold. Treated her like, you know, he, he was the boyfriend and she was, she, like she was the, the aloof boyfriend and uh, would say to my daughter, you can't play with me if you play with her. And this is happening at age four. <laughs> um, the mean girl syndrome already started and my daughter valued this girl more than other girls. Why? Because she was inconsistent to her. That wasn't something that was taught. My daughter actually valued the person who was less nice to her than the girl who was nice to her. That's interesting. Again, I don't know, there's no, that's anecdote. It's not data. It's not science, but it's interesting at how young that sort of starts. We value the people who are the most indifferent towards us. So we have to rewire ourselves. We have to retrain ourselves. Of course you're going to look at a guy who's tall, dark, handsome, smart, funny, rich and think, oh well, that guy is cool. But being cool ultimately arrives at one unique point. Right? And I alluded to it, hinted at it in the first half of the podcast. It's, it's the intersection and the dynamic between caring and not caring. Cool people, really cool people, don't care what others think. Right? That's, that's hot when someone is like, I, I don't give a shit. Right? Instead of, oh my God, I'm so caught up in what everybody thinks about me and I'm going to bend my, myself to please other people. Right? There's something cool about someone who's iconoclastic enough and strong enough to say, I don't care what other people think. But they do care about relationships in the world around them. Right? Someone who like, didn't vote, for example, that's not cool. <laughs> oh, I don't care. That's, to me, that's sort of the opposite of cool. Um, and so we're redefining cool for adults dating, right? The, again, the intersection between caring and not caring. In, in my book, and again, this is, might just be my self-justifying book, cool people act dorky, right? They play board games and they geek out on Game of Thrones and they go to state fairs and they eat fried Oreos and they sleep in on Sunday and they make up silly games with their kids and they dress up as adults for Halloween, right? To me, that's pretty darn cool. And again, that's kind of my life. <laughs> and 
I think women are rewarded for this behavior more than men are. It's tough in a strange way to be a man. I've done a podcast about that. Um, men do better attracting women when they're narcissistic assholes. Um, women who are narcissistic assholes rarely attract men. Interesting conundrum on observation. So men, by the contrary, don't go for women who work for work 80 hours a week and are all about themselves. And that selfishness really doesn't go anywhere with men. It's not attractive at all. Men think you're cool for one reason and one reason only. It's because you're comfortable in your own skin. Right? And so we could conflate all these terms, confidence, self-esteem. But I'm thinking of, of the term comfortable in your own skin, which means being less judgmental, less intense, less critical of the world around you, and willing to embrace your playful side. I could think of a handful of women in my entire life who were that way. And I think of the effect that they had on men. Everybody loved them. And you, you listening may not be that person, but you know of a handful of people who are that way, where literally every guy who meets them ends up having a crush on them. And all of those guys think they have a shot at her <laughs> because that's how warm and silly and kind these women are to everyone around them without a second thought. Um, there, there was a, uh, someone that I was in college with who was that way, who's still my friend many years later. There is, uh, I remember someone I worked with when I first moved to Los Angeles who was that way, and I know my wife is that way, where there's no pretense, there's no worry about how it looks to others, there's no anxiety or concern. It's, it, it's like floating through the universe. So when someone doesn't have to try hard to impress a guy, being, trying to be impressive is never impressive. It's not really impressive when a guy talks about his, his money and his cars. Right? It may be cool to know that he has money and cars, but it's not impressive when someone tries to impress. Um, and, it's, and it's similar with, with women. You should never have to try to impress a guy. Um, you should never judge a guy or, or, or cut down a guy. Right? It's, it's your, your warmth and your accepting ways that bring out the best in the opposite sex. And that's, that's sort of the amazing thing when I'm trying to you know, meander through this topic of being cool. When you could actually be cool enough to just let guys be guys and sit back and observe them in their natural habitat without trying to micromanage them or judge them or figure out if he's your husband or not, where you could just be present and be playful and be inquisitive and not because you're dating to figure out the future, but just because it's a new person and you're around him. That is really cool. And when you carry yourself with that positive yes energy, um, it brings out a better side. And it says the guy who's, who's got a wife who's cooler than he is, it really brings out a better, more relaxed side of your guy and makes him let down his guard too. So, you know, if we're gonna sum this whole thing up in, in a line, I think saying yes is cool, but it's also kind of hot as well. So with that, my name is Evan Marcatz. This is the Love You Podcast. Thank you, as always, for joining me. Next week, I'm talking with Orna Walters of Creating Love on Purpose. She's one of the most happily married relationship coaches that I know, and we're going to learn how to heal your past and make intentionally smart choices in love. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Look beneath the video for links to me on Facebook and Twitter. 
And most importantly, go to www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash free dash trial to get two free weeks in Love You, where you're going to learn the confidence that you need to get the guy that you deserve. Uh, and uh, we're not going to talk too much about being cool in, in, in Love You, but we are going to talk to you about being the most effective girlfriend who can weed out the bad guys and attract the good ones. So sign up for free. It's my gift to you. We've helped over a thousand people so far, and you could be next. www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash free dash file. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.